Hello and welcome to the Holistic Health Podcast. I am your host, Courtney Lynn, creator of the Holistic Health Program, a registered nurse, certified personal trainer turned health and wellness coach whose passion for exercise, nutrition, and mindfulness inspired me to help others balance their mindset with their health and heal their relationship with themselves and with food. Each week, I will bring you a guest or download that will help you manifest and achieve the things that will allow you to live the lifestyle that gives you the freedom and power to create optimal health. We will cover topics on exercise, nutrition, and mindset practices that will empower you and arm you with the tools you need to bring joy, self-love, and balance not only to your health, but also to your life. Now, are you ready? Let's do this. All right, guys. So I am so excited to introduce you to my next guest. Um, her name is Deborah, and I want to say Buell. Is that right? That is correct. Oh, I got it right. Awesome. Um, so she is a nutrition and a joyful living expert, a writer, and a speaker. Um, her blog was actually named a top health coach blog by the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. Um, she and what she does, she helps women and their patterns of self sabotage and embrace becoming the healthiest and happiest versions of themselves. So her mission basically is to empower women to silence the nutritional noise because we all have that um, and trust their intuition and body wisdom to discover foods and lifestyle habits that work best for them. So it's a little bit more customized. Um, and as a certified holistic health coach since 2007, Deborah understands that food, mindset, self-care, worthiness, spirituality, spirituality, and connection cannot be addressed individually, but they must be viewed as a whole for true transformation. Now, I love that introduction. That's a beautiful introduction. I love the way that you explain um, what you do and how you help women and things like that. So um, one of the first questions that I wanted to ask you was just a little bit about your story, a little bit about Deborah and where your love for holistic living came from. So it really, it really started with, there were a couple of things happening mm -hmm. simultaneously. <laughs> um, number one, my daughter was about 14 at the time, my oldest girl, and she was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm. And I, before we had a diagnosis, I just, she was fading away before my eyes. Like she couldn't sleep at night because she was in so much pain. She couldn't stay awake during the day. Um, every day she just seemed to have less energy and less energy. And I was taking her to those pediatrician open hours in the morning, like mm -hmm. three or four times a week. Um, and they eventually did some further testing on her and um, you know thank goodness it was fibromyalgia because they were talking things like lupus mm -hmm. and um, juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and really debilitating lifelong conditions so when I found out that it was fibro it's like okay it's a pain condition but it's not gonna actually erode away at your joints or anything um, so we had that going on. And of course, Mama Bear comes out and says, all right, what can we do? How can we fix this? How can we make this better? Um, and at the same time, I was running marathons every year. 
Um, so at that point, that was a point in my life where I was doing a lot of long distance running and um, every year I was running at least one full marathon and one or two half marathons and numerous 10Ks. So it, it all became this big picture, like how can I fuel my long runs? How can I, how can I manage to do this? Because I actually gained weight every year, every marathon season. Mm. Every year when I trained for my full marathon, mm. I put on like five pounds. And then once I stopped the crazy training and, and just scaled back to a normal workout schedule, the five pounds would disappear. And I was like, this is so weird. I should be losing weight, not gaining weight every yeah. time. So I was looking at that and how do I fuel my runs? And then I was looking at my daughter and how can I make her feel better? You know, the, the head of rheumatology at Children's Hospital said, just feed her a, a balanced diet. And I was like, no, there's got to be more. <laughs> there's got to be more. So I just started doing a lot of research. Um, and that kind of led me down the path to finding the Institute for Integrated Nutrition um, and starting my studies there. Um, and that's kind of what thrust me into the into that path. Into the whole holistic movement. I love that. I love that. And so what are what are some things that um, during your your studies um, for your diet for your daughter and stuff like that, what are some things that you found were helpful for her? It's interesting. So when you're diagnosed with fibromyalgia as a child, um, you actually get better mm -hmm. as opposed to being diagnosed with a 40 year old woman. Mm -hmm. Um, you tend to actually really fully recover from it, um, which is fabulous. So what we found with Amy was that when she hit college, she had a lot of the IBS symptoms that come along with fibro, mm -hmm. um, a lot of that stress and and so forth and it was it was really bothering her mm -hmm. so for her switching to a vegetarian diet mm. actually did a lot for her digestion and helped her in a, in a lot of ways so having more of a plant-based diet which is you know bringing in a lot of nutrition anyway because if you're eating more plants you're obviously getting more of the antioxidants and the phytochemicals and mm -hmm. all of that so that was just that helped her digestion mm -hmm. um, in terms of like energy and stuff. You know, when you're talking about dealing with a 14, 15 year old kid, um, there's only so much you can do as a mom because you know, they've got their friends and they think they know more than you do because <laughs> obviously you're a parent and you're totally right? stupid. <laughs> it's like you haven't been through life at all. <laughs> no, you don't know anything. Don't know anything. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, but, but really we just started, I started looking at like, how were we as a family? We had, you know, the kids in sports and this and that, and we were running here and there and we had gotten into sloppy habits. We had always mm. been fairly healthy eaters, but we had gotten time crunched and started doing a lot of picking up takeout mm. and shortcut meals. And we weren't eating you know, if, if you asked me if I, if we ate healthy, I would tell you, yeah, we ate pretty healthy. But when I really started looking at it, we weren't eating nearly as healthy as we could. Mm -hmm. So we just started up-leveling as a family, doing more home cooking, less, less takeout, less restaurant meals. Um, and that made a huge difference. That really does. Um, we, I mean, as a society, we, 
we kind of hold like this badge of honor when it comes to being busy and not mm. having time to do anything. And so when you as a family can make that conscious decision together to um, pay more attention to what you're eating and how you're eating it and being able to do more foods at home, even though you may still have a busy schedule, just making that conscious effort. And I think that is where the badge of honor comes from not being busy and having to constantly eat out. I mean, granted, our lives are busy. We're human. And with technology nowadays, I mean, it's made it even busier. But, um, but being able to make that decision as a family and stick to it, and I think that is incredible. So kudos to you guys for doing that. That's amazing. Yeah, the family dinner was always something that was very important for me. I think it's mm -hmm. because I was raised that way. Mm -hmm. You know, we always had family dinner. Um, and so, you know, even when I, there was a period where I was a single mom, the kids ate later, mm -hmm. but it was still the three of us ate together, you know. And then, mm -hmm. and then when I met my husband and he came into the fold, you know, our family dinners might have been 7 or 7.30, yeah. much later than a lot of families eat but it meant that we all ate together. Mm -hmm. So that was something that we put a high priority on. Mm -hmm. um, it may not have happened every night, but it happened a good four or five nights a week. Mm -hmm. So that I think, I think that it goes to the whole nurturing your relationships and food when you're eating it with people that you love and you're having conversation, it, it's more nutritious. I yep. firmly believe that the food itself is more nutritious when it's consumed in that kind of atmosphere than it is when you're just shoveling it in front of your screen or your yes. TV set. Yes, absolutely. Definitely agree with that. And it probably tastes better too, I mean, because you're actually, you know, you're enjoying the conversation, you're enjoying the company, and therefore you're enjoying what you're eating. So it's going to taste better too. That's awesome. Um, so I know when you mentioned when we talked earlier this week that you are very passionate about living um, an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So can you tell me a little bit more about that and kind of what some are, what are some of the ways that we could as a human, you know, society um, live you know, or decrease some of the inflammation in our lives, whether it be the food, whether it be what we're doing, whether it be the chemicals around, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, goodness. Okay. So I know. <laughs> just time. a little question. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I've, in, in all of my years of working with clients and constantly reading and learning, one of the things that, you know, we know from quantum physics is that everything is energy. Mm -hmm. There's constantly an exchange of energy happening. I think that very much that's the case with our food as well. And if you want like high vibe nutrition and high vibe food and you want to be that bright, shiny person that everybody wants to be around, then that's not going to come from eating really low energy types of food. And by low energy types of food, I mean food that's highly processed, food that has a lot of chemicals in it, preservatives, food colorings, artificial flavors. Um, all of that is stuff that's going to bring down the energy level of that food, and it's going to bring down the vibration of that food. So if you're consuming a steady diet of basically low vibration type of foods, you're, it's, you're going to find they're all inflammatory, mm. you know, because the preservatives are inflammatory. The, the, the processed foods we know are highly inflammatory. The white bread, the white flour, um, 
all of that kind of thing, it's going to be very inflammatory. If you're eating, if you're eating food, the commercial agriculture feedlot um, operation type beef, mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's not this happy cow in a pasture, it's deplorable conditions. And that cow is, that's the energy that cow is, is in, in having in its life and it's not leading a happy life. So then you're eating that and you're absorbing that energy from the cow. Um, so it's, it's all, all connected. Um, we know that, that that type of beef is, is highly inflammatory compared to grass-fed beef because of the different types of feed that they're giving the cow. It's, it's food that the cow isn't designed to digest. It's eating things like soy and corn, and it's not eating grass, mm -hmm. and it's much less expensive food. They're pumping the cow full of antibiotics because that food makes the cow sick. So the cow's already in an inflamed state, and now you're eating the inflamed tissue, for lack of a better word. <laughs> you know, so as a compared to a naturally raised grass-fed cow, you're going to get a lot more inflammatory um, response from eating that type of beef versus the grass-fed beef. Mm. Um, if you're eating a highly high vibe type of diet, you're going to have a lot of plants in your diet, mm -hmm. a lot of plants, more locally raised, um, raised organically. Um, you're going to have, there, there's all of the, it, it's interesting when you look at it, like the, the anti-inflammatory foods, the foods that rank highest for being anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. are also typically mostly alkaline foods. Mm. And they're also, foods that are going to make you have that bright shiny happy lighter air about you so i i think it's all really kind of cool the way it it all goes down the line but yeah your anti-inflammatory foods start with plants okay. you know your plants your fruits your vegetables the more of those you have in your diet the more anti-inflammatory your diet's going to be mm. obviously you know um the eating more omega-3s and staying away from the omega-6s and 9s as much, um, eating healthy wild fish um, for those omega-3s, flax seeds or chia seeds are also really good sources for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, all of that's pretty basic information you can, people can find on the internet. It, mm -hmm. It's not rocket science. <laughs> it really isn't. Um, I think it's people don't realize what eating, you know, what is it they say? Something like nine servings of vegetables and fruits a day. People don't realize they eat like two servings and they're like, yeah, I ate my vegetables today. Yep. So they don't realize how much room for improvement they have. Yep. Salad for breakfast? What? You must be crazy. <laughs> well, because a lot of people, their initial thought of breakfast food is, um, you know, pancakes or waffles or sausage and, you know, um, toast and eggs. And so that's what most people's general idea of breakfast is when in reality, I mean, yes, eggs are great, but it's also good to pair it with, um, a good green vegetable, you know, that early in the morning, spinach, kale, um, any of those things early in the morning. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, a lot of the plants that you get, you get a lot of your your phytonutrients and things like that and it's to help with like fighting cancer I think that's a big one that a lot of 
um, cancer doctors are suggesting now is a lot of fruit, a lot of vegetables in your diet, green leafy, green leafy vegetables, because it's got a lot of the antioxidants and things like that to help fight a lot of the problems that we have inside of our body. So um, I love, I love that. And I think that's something that a lot of us definitely need to work on. Even, even though people that eat healthy, they don't necessarily understand that you can't just eat broccoli and cauliflower and green beans and be okay. You've got, you've got to widen your variety of your green leafy vegetables um, in order to get the biggest impact and the best benefits from it all. So what are some, um, what are some of the things like in our activities, like our daily activities or like stress or um, things like that, that you, that you feel would help with going along with the anti-inflammatory lifestyle? Well, one of the things that I'm a big proponent of is getting into nature mm, as often like as possible. Yeah. Um, and in fact, it's so funny. I was watching the news last night and they had mm -hmm. a thing on forest bathing on the national news. <laughs> and I was laughing. I was like, okay, so they call it, a, you know, taking a walk in the woods is now called forest bathing. <laughs> you know, That's it's, it's, you know, go for a walk on the beach, go for a walk in the woods, just get outside, breathe some air, get some mm -hmm. sunshine on your face. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just for, <laughs> excuse me, 10 or 15 minutes, um, that will do a lot of good. Mm -hmm. um, I also, not everybody can sit and meditate, um, and I understand that. So do something that is meditative for you. Perhaps mm -hmm. it's a yoga class where you're tuning in. Maybe it's you get up and you go for a run in the morning, but you don't listen to music. You mm -hmm. tune into your breath when you're running. That can also be really meditative. Oh, I like that too. I don't know. No, you're fine. <laughs> to die over here. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, so, so that's one thing is we have to get quiet and we have to listen to our bodies. Our bodies will tell us. So, so here's a, a good story of how your bodies will tell you and how our minds kind of get in the way. So one of the things they taught us at, at Institute for Integrative Nutrition was this thing called the breakfast experiment. And, you know, you give your client a different breakfast to eat every day so that they can see the difference in energy from eating a plant-based protein in the morning and eating sugar in the morning and eating animal protein in the morning, etc. Mm -hmm. So I had a client, and so she did the whole experiment. And... I don't think there's orange juice any single day during the whole experiment. Um, and so at the end of it, she said, you know, it's really interesting. My stomach ache that I have on the way to work every single morning was gone all week. Didn't matter what I ate. I didn't have my stomach ache. Mm. And we talked about the fact that she didn't have orange juice for the whole entire week. Wow. And she said, if you had told me that orange juice was causing my stomach ache, I would have never believed you. I've had orange juice every morning with my breakfast since I was a child. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, but it took actually taking it out of her diet for a week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, citrus is one of the top seven allergens that people have sensitivities to. Mm -hmm. But she would not have believed me if I had simply said, you know, I think that it's not just the morning rush that's causing you to have a stomach ache in the morning. I think it's actually something you're eating or drinking. Yeah. She would not have believed it. She was ignoring her own body's signals. Yeah. 
and our bodies and she wouldn't even open her mind to the possibility of it until it was like until it you know pretty much slapped her in the face yeah (laughs) it's like hey by the way (laughs) here's your sign (laughs) it's so so important to listen if our bodies if our joints are achy if our joints are swollen if our if we have belly aches if we feel lethargic, if we have brain fog, what's causing it? Mm. Because it's very often, it can be related to something that we're eating. Mm-hmm. And we don't even realize that because not every food sensitivity is an anaphylactic type of reaction. True, that's very true. And sometimes, even if you do have a food allergy, I'm on the nursing side of it, um, you may not have an anaphylactic reaction, you know, the first few times. It might be the tenth time that you consume this product or food or something like that before you actually have your body like flooded with, you know, all the inflammation and things like that. Um, so it's not always, like you said, going to be a, hey, you know, this is the first time you've done this. So this is how we're going to react because we're allergic. It may take time and it may be very, very subtle very subtle hints as to your body's reacting differently to this, this food or this product than it, than it should. So what would you say that some people can do um, if there are things that they're noticing in their body, but they're not really sure what's causing it? What are some things that people can do to kind of help narrow that down? Oh, well, first off is eliminate the, what you think could be offending it. Mm -hmm. You know, so you could do a basic, elimination type diet where you take some of the biggest offenders take out gluten dairy and soy Mm -hmm. and and see what happens see how your body reacts take it out for three weeks and then add it back in Mm -hmm. one at a time Mm -hmm. so add in dairy oh wow all of a sudden are you congested is your skin breaking out is the eczema showing back up Mm -hmm. you know oh there's a there's an issue there Mm -hmm. um if you know you've taken out gluten and all of a sudden you add it back in and your joints are starting to swell up a good there's, indicator. <laughs> there's something going on there yeah, you know, yeah maybe maybe there's a gluten sensitivity um that you need to be aware of and and that's something that you can avoid and you know i think sometimes when we have the the sensitivities if we eliminate the food for a long enough period of time it allows us then, because we've eat, we've basically eaten so much of it, we've become oversensitized to it. Mm-hmm. So if we eliminate it, sometimes it allows us to have it again in our diets down the road mm. in small quantities, somewhat infrequently. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. And so one of the things that I have come across, and one of the quotes um, that I love is, um, you know. Food is like food is your medicine, and medicine is food. And I think that was a Hippocrates that actually said that. Yeah. One of yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say one of those. And so, what like what do you what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel that food, or do you believe that food is a form of medicine? And how are some like what are some of your thoughts behind that? Oh, I think food can definitely be a form of medicine. I mean, just look at herbalism. Mm-hmm. And that's a, an ages old form of, of medicine, mm-hmm. um, using herbs um, for very medicinal purposes. But even on a more simplified level, if we know that eating highly processed sugary foods 
um, you know, are, can lead to what? Diabetes, they lead mm -hmm. to cancer, they lead to heart attacks and heart disease, all of these different things. But 80% of chronic disease is preventable through mm -hmm. our diets and lifestyle choices. So yes, I think food is extremely powerful. Um, we can use food to harm our bodies and we can use food to honor our bodies. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, it's always a choice. There's no good, there's no bad in food. Um, you know, it, it's just sometimes we make healthier decisions than other times. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we, I like to think of it, I like to think of it like this. Our, our bodies are the soul of our, are, are the temple of our souls. Mm -hmm. So if your body is the temple of your soul, how are you honoring that temple on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. Are you, are you, are you allowing the temple to fall into disrepair by, by not nourishing it? Or are you, are you maintaining your temple as best you can? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really cool kind of framework when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, cause it is our, I mean, our bodies are the only thing that we have. And so in order for us to be able to live a long, you know, healthy life we have to take care of our bodies we take care Absolutely. of our body and our body will take care of us it works both ways so yes. and it really affects all other areas of, of your life as well if you're not eating a good healthy life or eat full foods then it's going to affect your day-to-day -day routine it's going to affect how you think it's going to affect how you feel it's going to affect um i mean things on the inside of your body, um, diseases and, um, autoimmune diseases and things like that. And so people don't realize that what you eat definitely does affect your body. Um, for one, because your body is always, um, regenerating cells, right? So every Absolutely. seven years you are a whole brand new person basically <laughs> from, I know, right. From head to toe. And what you do now is going to affect seven years down the road and people don't think about that. They think about the short term. They think about, okay, well, what's tomorrow going to look like or what's today going to look like? Or I've, you know, instead of looking down the road and be like, well, how do I want to feel seven years from now? Or how do I want to look seven years from now? How do I want my body to look? How do I want my skin to look? Um, and so treating it, like you said, as a temple um, and using that as a framework of, of how you're going to fuel it and how you're going to feed it. I think that's really important. And I like that. Yeah, I think, I think where most people have a really hard time is we live in such an instant gratification society yes. now, yes. you know, and people really don't think about tomorrow. They are mm -hmm. only concerned with what's going on today, mm -hmm. what, what's going on in this moment, yep. you know, oh, well that, you know, that pizza and that cake look like I deserve that. <laughs> I just, it is, it's that I deserve a treat mentality, but mm -hmm. the thing is, is people are giving themselves a treat every single day. Yes. The treat yes. has now become the norm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Especially and, and, at late at night, you know, that a lot of people get those hankerings for something sweet late at night. So when they do it, you know, several days in a row, you're going to start noticing that it, it actually extends a lot longer than that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, I love that. I love that. So, 
Client-wise, so tell me a little bit about um, some of the most common things that you encounter with some of your clients. Um, so a lot of my clients come to me after they kind of have that oh crap moment. Um, <laughs> they wake up one day and they look in the mirror and they're like, oh no, everything I've been doing, it's, it's not working anymore. I need mm -hmm. to do something different. Um, what I, I don't like to work with people that are just interested in losing weight mm. because I don't think that that's a long-term fix. I want people that are willing to actually experiment it. I want people that are excited to try new things mm -hmm. and new ways of living their lives. Mm -hmm. Because we're really, what we're looking to do is make true transformation. So yes, you may not go for the broccoli every morning for breakfast, um, but you're willing to try some different types of breakfasts. You're willing to try um, mm -hmm. some new experiments. You're willing to open your mind up and connect with your body a little bit more mm -hmm. and, and in different ways, mm -hmm. whether it's in movement. Um, so it, it really, it's my approach with my clients is very individualized. Um, I, I've had clients where we pulled out their calendar and said, all right, let's pencil in what three days are we going to go for a walk this week mm -hmm. um, to clients that are, you know, I want to go vegan. How can you help me be a healthy vegan? Mm -hmm. It's a wide variety of people. A wide variety. I think it's kind of, it's fun because it's like I get to put my little detective hat right. on. <laughs> it and, is kind um, of fun. <laughs> and we get to kind of figure out a little bit of their personal problem. Like mm -hmm. how can we, how can we move them from point A to point B mm -hmm. in the most efficient way, but also in a way that, is going to be able to work in their lives mm -hmm. because it has to work for them. It has to work in their lives. It has to be something that will work within their family dynamic, within their career. Um, so, you know, I've had clients that traveled extensively. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how to eat healthy while traveling was a big focus with those clients. Mm -hmm. um, moms that were just trying to get their whole family to eat better, you know, that's dealing with the picky kids. So, um, and then of course we've, I've worked with a lot of people with digestive issues mm -hmm. and that's a whole different type of client and a different way of working with them. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I think it's all really kind of fun. Um, I think, I think that though the biggest transformation that I love to see in my clients is when, and this is a, a question I ask all of them is if you work with me for four months, five months, six months, and at the end of it, you haven't lost any weight at all, but you have more energy and your skin is, is brighter and you feel better. Mm -hmm. Will our, will our time together, will you consider that a success? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not always about the weight loss. It's about the change and transformation. Like you said, your skin, your feeling, like how you're feeling and um, your mindset too. I mean, changing a lot of your thought processes and things that you tell yourself and stuff like that. So if you were able to transform a lot of those parts, the, the weights will gen will generally come on its own because a lot, a lot of people, um, and I've run into this too. A lot of people are so fixated on getting it exactly right that they stress so much over it. And then they are like, well, nothing's happening. Well, I'm, 
and, and they're so concerned about not, you know, hitting these markers or doing this workout and they're beating themselves up and they're also, they're always feeling guilty because they did this or they did that. And once they realize that it's not about the numbers, it's about giving yourself, of course, one compassion and grace because we're all human. Yes. And um, once they realize that they don't stress so much about all of that, but the weight just eventually comes like the weight loss eventually makes it. It does. I think it's mm-hmm. really, you know, you mentioned compassion and grace, but, and it's also about learning to love yourself where you are right yes. now, yes. you know, because sometimes the weight won't come off. It could be because of medications they may be on mm-hmm. or something else going on in their life. Maybe, maybe that weight loss really is going to be very difficult. Mm-hmm. But if they can learn to have, if, if they can change what they're eating so that they have more energy and they start actually loving themselves and they stop mm-hmm. waiting to live their lives and they start living their lives fully now, mm-hmm. what a great, great, great transformation. Yes. That's, that's, that's such a huge gift. Yep. That really is. Um, one of the ladies that I follow, her name's Christine Hassler, and she talks about the first law of spirit is acceptance you know, acceptance of who you are, where you're at, not necessarily saying, okay, well, this is how it's going to be, or, you know, not having to love exactly what has happened to you, you know, in your past Mm -hmm. or happening to you now, or, you know, saying that you have to like it, but just simply accepting it. And that is like your first step of transformation, like the first one that you have to get to and be able to, um, you know, hold on to in order to create that transformation. So acceptance of yourself, of your situation, and just knowing, hey, you know, this is my how it be now, but this is, this is not how it's going to stay. And this is at the point I accept where I'm at, but I'm also going to try to go here, or I'm going to try to get, you know, over this hump or over this situation or past, you know, whatever problem that they're having and get to the other side in order to reach that goal or that thing that they're trying to get to. One of the things that I wanted to know is kind of like what you are currently working on. Cause I know there's a lot of things that you have on your plate, but what is the thing that you are super excited about that you're working on right now? Oh, well I'm, um, I'm creating sort of like a, for, okay. So I don't have a working title yet, but kind of like a nutrition 101 academy oh, um, okay. where people can come and kind of, um, it's a course where people will be able to come and, you know, we'll have a lot of interaction. They'll get a lot of personal coaching from me in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of learning some of the just basic tenets of good nutrition mm-hmm. and eating, eating healthy and living a joyful life. You know, some of Deb's like go-to roles, like, you know, always buy fresh flowers at the grocery store every week, you know, um, <laughs> Little things. It's amazing what a little $10 bouquet of flowers will do to brighten up your house and make you feel happy, Um, especially this time of year, because here in New England, it is dreary and cold (laughs) and gray, and there is no sign of spring anywhere yet. Oh, no. (laughs) So it it snowed the other day. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we had some cold weather here the other day, too, and then it got hot, and then it got cold again. (laughs) 
So I love that Nutrition 101 is the program that you're doing. That's really yep, really yeah. It'll I'll probably come up with some sort of catchier name for it. <laughs> I don't think most hey. people are really interested in like Nutrition 101. You but, never know. Yeah. You never know. Because I mean that could be that you're I mean your basic nutrition information. So Nutrition 101. I think it's I think it's pretty catchy. Well, um, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, so yeah, so I'm working on that. That'll probably be ready to launch in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I think will be kind of fun because it's what I love. It's sort of like, you know, I've done group programs in the past and when you do a group program, one of my favorite dynamics is that the participants learn from one another. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just me, but other people are bringing their wisdom and their experience to the table as well. Mm -hmm. And it's such a great sharing yes. and connecting. And so that's what I'm hoping to be able to create within this container. Oh, that'll be nice. And it'll be like a Facebook group type thing or Yeah, we'll yeah. have a we'll have a Facebook group and then they'll have some modules that they can, you know, download. Mm -hmm. Um some will be written. Maybe some on video. <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be really good. I might have to look into that one too. Lots of recipes. Lots of recipes. We like recipes. Recipes are always good. Recipes are great for when you're, you're just in that rut. You know, people get in the rut where they just make the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So seeing something and seeing a picture of it, it makes it a lot easier to say, oh, that doesn't look so bad. Maybe I'll try that. Yep, exactly. I do that a lot. I'm a recipe person. I love trying new recipes. And it's so funny because I'll ask my husband, I'm like, okay, well, how'd you like it? And he goes, it was really good. And I'm like, well, you don't seem that excited about it. And he goes, well, he goes, it was really good, but I know that I'm never going to see it again. Because so, <laughs> I'm always trying new different recipes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I get, I get it. I'll make sure I put this in my arsenal for the next time. That I my husband will say something like, it's a keeper. <laughs> it's a keeper. There you go. It's a keeper. It's a keeper. Those are the ones he really wants to see again. <laughs> That's right. So Debbie, where can um, people find you and get a hold of you to kind of look, you know, get use either get your services or kind of see what you're up to, all that kind of good stuff. Um, so I'm on Instagram at Deborah Buell. Mm -hmm. um, I'm on Facebook, again, Deborah Buell. Okay. Um, and I have a website. Yay. And it's Deborah Buell. Deborah. <laughs> so I, I keep things easy. <laughs> it's yes. just, yeah, just as I started transitioning over to from my former version of my business, which was Nourish Your Future, mm -hmm. moving into um, moving into just using my name, yeah. uh, just kept it easy across the board. Yep. I totally agree with you. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And, uh, this was a blast. I know a lot of people are going to get great, some great information from here. So, and a lot of value. So thank you so much for taking your time and doing this with me. Thank you and so much for inviting me to come talk with you of today. Of course, of course. So, um, and I will put her information in the show notes for you guys and everything like that. So you can get a hold of her. Um, and then of course, always reach out to me if you have anybody or anything that you would like to hear about. And, um, we will chat with you guys later. Have a great one. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the holistic health podcast. I am beyond grateful for you stopping by to listen. If you could take a one moment to share this podcast with someone you think would love and benefit from it, I would be forever grateful. 
Also, please feel free to leave me a review by going to iTunes and creating a sincere thought and comment. And let me know what else you would like to hear on the show so that you can help me impact so many people's lives. Until next time, remember, eat what nourishes your body, do what nourishes your soul, and think what nourishes your mind. Thank you again, loves. Bye-bye.